Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Reverend's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you because it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so as we hear your word, I thank you for expanding us, increasing us, and changing us. And as I step back, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that's in this place to minister to every person right where they are. And I thank you for signs, miracles, and wonders following our lives as a result of your word. It is in Jesus' name. Everybody say... Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We started a new series on last week entitled Faith to Expand. Say this with me. Say Faith to Expand. And the purpose of the series is for us to target our faith toward the 2015 prophetic word that this year is a year of expansion. Say this to your neighbor. Say neighbor. This is the year of expansion. That means that God is going to grow you. He's going to expand you. He's going to increase you. And he's going to stretch you. And I have discovered that blessings always follow stretching. Say this with me. Say blessings always follow stretching. So the focus of our lesson today is going to be on an area that I believe most people overlook when it comes to success. How many of you believe that God wants us to be a success? Let me see your hand. Absolutely. Because I believe success is one of the things that God can use to draw people into the kingdom. And the lesson title, if you didn't get the text message this week, is if you can see it, you can achieve it. And so if you have your Bibles, I want you to find Joshua chapter 3, Joshua chapter 3, and then Genesis chapter 1. That was Joshua 3, we're going to start in verse 7, and then Genesis chapter 1, verses 1. While you're finding those, I'm going to redefine what the word expansion means so that we can all be on the same page. Last week, we defined that the word expansion means to enlarge, say to enlarge. Then it means to spread out. Say that. To spread out. Then it means to increase. Everybody say to increase. Then it also means to magnify. I want you to say it like that. To magnify. It means to inflate. Say inflate. And then it also means to stretch. Everybody say to stretch. And so last week I referenced the verse that I really want us to focus on today. And it's in Joshua chapter 3. And let's turn there because there's a principle that I found in Joshua's life that I believe can impact our life. And that, that, that principle 
is the key to vision. And so in Joshua 3, 7, this is what it says. And if you don't have your Bibles, you can look up on the screen. It says, and the Lord said unto Joshua. Now let's stop there. Let me ask you a question. Who's talking to who? God is talking to who? Joshua. Now notice now, there's a small word that I really want us to focus on. And it's the word said. It says, and the Lord said to Joshua, watch what he's about to say. Today or this day will I begin to magnify, which means to make large. I'm going to begin to magnify you today in the sight of all Israel. That you may know that as, or that they may know as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Now what's powerful about that word said is what it means. That word said in the Hebrew means, watch this now, to declare and to demand. What God was saying to Joshua, he was saying, Joshua, I'm declaring to you today that I am going to magnify or expand you and I'm going to expand you to such a point people are going to see that I'm with you. And that word said which means to declare is a word we need to pay attention to and I'll show you why. In other words, let's just look in the natural. If you were speeding on the highway, when you see the policeman's lights, it's not a suggestion for you to stop. It's a demand, right? I heard a story about an old man. He was about 80 years old who had bought a a new Corvette and uh, he's flying down the highway in a Corvette And he sees the police lights hit him. So, you know, that means you're supposed to stop. But for some reason, he sped and he got up to about 104, maybe 105 miles an hour. And finally, he came to his senses and pulled over. And the the, the sheriff, because he was kind of in the country area, the sheriff pulled him over and walked up to the, you know, the car and said, Sir, it is 4.30 in the afternoon. I get off at 5 o'clock. If you give me a reason why you were speeding that I have never heard in my life, I will let you go. That 80-year-old man said, well, years ago, my ex-wife ran off with a sheriff, and I thought you were bringing her back. (laughs) The sheriff said, have a good day, sir. That word said means a demand. It means to declare. And when you understand when God says something to you, It's a declaration to you. And if you notice here, uh, go to Josh, go to Genesis chapter 1. Go to Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to show you this word said or the word declare and demand again. Because see, what God was saying to Joshua was, I'm declaring that I'm going to expand you and make you large before people. And that's what God is getting ready to do in your life. God is getting ready to grow you, expand you, and watch this, cause you to be magnified before people. People are going to see you much bigger than what they used to. Now listen, that's going to bring blessing to you, but also, it's you know, sometimes when God begins to magnify you, if he makes you look bigger, some people are going to feel smaller. Now it's not your fault that they feel that way. It's just that they have to get a vision of how God sees them as well. And in Genesis chapter 1, let me show you this word said one more time. I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. Now notice the Spirit of God was moving, but he needed something else to do. Well, notice the next verse. Read it. Let's say the first three words. And God said. Notice now that word said is the same word declared that we read over in Joshua. In other words, God is about to declare something. Let's see what he's about to declare. It said, let there be light. Let's read the next part together. And there was light. Which says this, when God declares something, he's going to have what he declared. Well, I'm going to prove it to you again. Genesis chapter 1, look in verse 6. What's the words in that? It says, and God what? In other words, God declared again in chapter 1, verse 6. Look in verse 9. It says, and God declared or said, and he said, let the waters of the heaven be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. Read this with me. And it was, come on, let's say it again. And it was so. One more time. In other words, if God declares something, God is going to have what he declares. Can you say amen to that? So here's one point that I'm just going to focus on today, and that is vision causes expansion. Vision causes expansion. Because in order for us to achieve something, we have to see it. But in order to see it, we must get vision. Everybody say vision. And I'm going to show you today how to get vision in your life. But, but one sub-point that I want to make, go, go to Mark 11. Go to Mark 11. This is not on the screen. He, he make him find it. Go to Mark 11. I want to show you something about how powerful God is and what his word is. See, the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word won't. That just means that if I will stand on God's word in the midst of something, that something that I am standing in the midst of has to change. Because God's word is not going to change. So if I stand on his word, whatever I'm in the middle of that's not good has to change. And that's why the Bible says all things work together for good. Well, notice this in Mark chapter 11. I'm kind of uh, off of my notes here, but I just feel I need to flow in this direction. Watch now in verse verse 12. Mark chapter 11, look at verse 12. It says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree having leaves. And he came to see if there were any figs thereupon. But when he came to it, he found what? He found nothing but what? Leaves for the time of figs was not yet. Watch verse 14 because I'm going to connect the dots here in just a second. And Jesus what? Answered and said. There's that word said. What did we say the word said means? Okay, let's just put that in there. And Jesus answered and declared unto it. It being what? It the tree. Watch this. He said to the tree, no man shall do what? Eat fruit from this tree again for how long? Forever. Now let's read this part, which is very important. And his disciples what? Okay, so if they heard it, did Jesus say it out loud or did he say it to himself? He said it out loud. Now, that means now, remember I told you what the principle up on the front end is when God declares something, he's going to have what he declares, right? Well, Jesus is the son of God, right? 
Okay, he's in the image of God on the earth. And what Jesus says, he's going to have as well. And if you'll notice here in verse 21, verse 20, let's jump down to 20. Let's see what happened to that tree. In the morning when they passed by, they saw the f- tree was dried up where? From the roots. So notice now when Jesus declared what he declared, it did not look like when he said what he said, nothing happened. But the next day when they came back around, they saw that what he said, something happened. It just happened at the bottom and not at the top. Because sometimes when you are declaring things for your life, it's not starting with what you're seeing. It's starting with what you're not seeing. And Jesus decided, hey, I declared that nobody will eat fruit from this tree again. The disciples heard it, which means he had a a verbal uh, confession. And then notice what he's about to say. And Jesus, well, verse 21, and Peter calling, remember, said, Master, the fig tree which you cursed, it's withered away. And Jesus, here we go, he is answering who? Look in the verse. Everybody say them. And Jesus answering and said unto who? Them. Them being who? The disciples. Now, let me ask you a question. When the tree didn't have any fruit, what did he do to it? The Bible says he answered it, right? Now, when Jesus spoke to the tree and answered it, did the tree do what he said he was going to do? Okay, so now he's about to answer the disciples just like he answered that tree. So now whatever he's about to say to his disciples got to happen to them because whatever Jesus declares has to happen. So let's see what he declares to them. He says, verily I say unto you, whosoever now he ain't just talking to his disciples he's talking to you and me look at your neighbor and say you whosoever now notice now jesus talked to the tree first then he went from the tree to the disciples then he's moved from the disciples to come on class to the whosoever which is everybody well let's see what he's gonna say to everybody whosoever shall say to the mountain be removed and cast into the sea and don't doubt in this heart but believe that those things which you say shall come to pass. You will have what you We just got declaring power from Jesus. Oh, no, let me say it like this. Jesus just declared that we would have what we say. So when I say something, I'm going to have it not just because I'm saying it. I'm going to have it because Jesus said I would have what I say. And that's why the enemy wants us to say words that are totally against what God's word says. He wants you to be negative. He wants you to say what you feel. Well, I just, I I, I don't know, girl. I'm so broke. If two nickels would disappear if I just look at them. I mean, why would you say that? My car's so raggedy, it, it won't even go down a hill. I mean, why would you say that? I mean, why would you say it? The reason you're saying it is because you're saying what you feel. But see, if you say what you feel, you're declaring what you want to happen. So why not just change and declare what you want to happen? God, you you have declared expansion for my life. So I'm declaring promotion to come. I'm declaring for increase to come. I had someone earlier who came down and told me a prayer. Pastor, that job that I applied for, I got it. And it is paying just what he wanted it to make. 
But see, you and I have to begin to declare. So now let's go back because let me show you something here. Uh, go back. Let's go to 2 Kings. Let's go to 2 Kings real quick. 2 Kings chapter 6. Oh, I'm doing all right. 2 Kings chapter 6. What I want to do is show you in order for you to achieve success, you got to see success from God's perspective. And in order to see success from God's perspective, you got to understand that the way God does it is he declares or he says things that he sees, which means that you and I need to begin to see what God sees. Can you say amen to that? All right. So how do we see what God sees? First of all, let me just help you understand when I'm talking about seeing or vision, I'm not talking about with your natural eye. Here is why. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So the, nat- the, the vision I'm talking about is not your natural sight because there are people, watch this, who have sight but they don't have vision. See, having vision goes beyond you seeing with your physical eye. In fact, when you define vision according to the Bible, it means to have mental sight. It means to dream or to have a revelation, watch this, or to hear something that has been said. So you and I, we can get vision based on, watch this, a dream, revelation, mental sight, or watch this, something that is said. Now, I decided to use my own definition for vision so you can understand it in a very practical way. The word vision means the ability to spiritually see and hear something that your natural eyes or natural ears could not hear or see. Now watch this. In 2 Kings chapter 6, here's how vision comes. Now these are real small points, but in order to get vision, you got to understand how it comes. Here's the way vision comes the first way, is through prayer. Now see, that's why we haven't fasted in prayer for the next 21 days. Well, it's not 21 days now, still, it's 14. Thank God, huh? Okay. Prayer is one way that vision comes, and I'll show you here in this verse. 2 Kings chapter 6, look at verse 15. It says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host was surrounding the city, both with horses and chariots. And the servant said to Elijah, Master, what shall we do? Verse 16. And Elijah, the man of God, said, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Stop. Let me ask you a question. If more, if that servant saw more with them than against them, he wouldn't have said what he said. Do you all agree? Which said that what Elijah saw and what the servant saw was completely different. Well, let's see how the servant began to see or have vision in his life, verse 17, and Elijah, what's the next word? Pray. What did he do? Pray. He prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Question for you. The prayer he just prayed, do you think he was talking about that servant's physical eyes? Couldn't have. Because in his physical eyes, he didn't see anything. Which says, watch this now. Vision takes place with a spiritual eye. And how did it come about? How did the young man finally get to see? In fact, let's just finish reading it so you can begin to see. He prayed and said, Lord, 
opened his eyes, and the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. So, question. When the young man, when Elijah prayed, what happened to the young man's spiritual sight? It opened up. In other words, vision comes when you pray. The only reason I knew about Seguin High School is one day while I was praying. I'll never forget I was upstairs in my media room praying. And when I started praying, the Lord showed me this auditorium without me even knowing where this school was. That's strange, isn't it? So I'm in this, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this vision. I'm not seeing it with my natural eyes. I'm seeing it with my spiritual eyes. And I said, wow. He said, that's where I want you all to have church. Now, remember, we were moving from an elementary school. We outgrew the elementary school, and we were looking for another place or to either have two services at the elementary school. I was like, well, I'd rather have a bigger place than to have two services yet. So he showed me the auditorium. So I got in the car. I, I, said, I said, in Jesus' name, amen. And I got in my car, right? And I started riding all up and down the street, didn't find nothing. And after I, probably maybe about an hour, I said, Lord, where is this place at? Because I'm running out of gas. He said, well, if you'd have asked me up front, I'd have told you. He said, go on Eden Road. I said, well, ain't nothing on Eden Road. That's where we have our old church on Eden Road. He said, no, no, no. Go back the other way. I said, but the other way is a dead end. He said, I know that. I'm talking to the Lord like he don't know it's a dead end. He said, go back the other way. I came back down on this end of Eden, and all of a sudden, I see Seguin High School. How did that happen? I prayed. And I receive vision. Well, you know, you can do the same in your life. All you have to do is just pray. Everybody say pray. pray. Now, here's another way that vision comes. Vision comes through prayer, but vision comes also through a promise. Now, go to Joshua 6. Go back to Joshua. Go to Joshua chapter 6. We're going to finish with this one. Joshua chapter 6. A vision comes through a promise that is spoken. If I were to tell everybody in this room... If I don't care, I know the Cowboys play at 1 o'clock, but I will hand everybody here personally a $100 bill if you would just shake my hand before you leave church. I guarantee every single one of y'all will be lined up and shake. How many would stay and shake my hand for $100? Let me see your hand. I know you would, and if you ain't raising your hand, you lying. <laughs> now, if I really promise that, some of y'all could would already be spending the money before you get it. You wouldn't even be focused on the message no more. You'd be like, girl, I needed some gas. I'm glad the Lord heard my prayer. <laughs> so I'd be like, ooh, I'm going to get my weave done, $100. Oh, yeah, I need my edges done, girl. And, and, oh, I'm going to give me a haircut. I'm, I'm going to buy me a tire. My right tire blew out. See, 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 the, the promise that I made you produced, watch this now, vision. Well, when God makes a promise, when he speaks a promise, it should produce vision. Watch in Joshua chapter 6, look at verse 1 real quick. He says, now Jericho was straightly shut up or closed in because of the children of Israel. Nobody came out. Nobody went in. Watch this now because here's that word declared. And the Lord declared to Joshua. Now, let me ask you a question. What happens when the Lord declares? Whatever he says is going to happen. Well, watch what he says to, to Joshua. He says, Joshua, I'm declaring to you. He says, see, what's the next three words? I 
have given. Question. Is have past, present, or or future? Past. He said, in Joshua, I have given you into the hands, uh, I have given into your hands Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you will compass the city and all the men of war. And you will go around about the city once and you shall do it for six days. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, God. You said you have already given it to me. In other words, God, when he said it to Joshua, to God's mind, it was done. And when I'm telling you God's going to promote you, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm saying it's done. When I say an increase is coming into your life and an expansion is coming in your life, I'm not telling you that it is going to happen. I'm telling you it's done. Because when God speaks, what he said has to happen then or guess what? Or he's a liar. No, no. God, notice it says, and God said and it was so. When God said, let there be light, do you think light just said, well, I ain't coming? What happened to the light? When God put the fish in the water and said, swim, what do you think that those fish did without no swimming lessons? They start swimming. You know why? Because what God says, he's going to have. And I'm telling you that expansion is coming into your life. Increase is coming into your life. Prosperity is coming into your life. You say, well, Pastor, you're just pumping us up. No, I'm telling you, I am God's vessel today to declare to you that it's coming. And all I'm asking you to do is to receive it and believe it and begin to expect it. Because watch this now. This is good right here. Meditation is the key to manifestation. Go to Joshua 1, and we'll close right here. Joshua 1. Yeah, I got one minute. We can do this in one minute. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Meditation is the key to manifestation. See, you got to learn how to meditate. Meditation works. You ought to know because the last time your coworker got on your nerve, you meditated on it too long and said, if she does that again, I'm going to cuss her out. And that's why you cussed her out because you saw yourself cursing her out. Come on. Have you ever saw yourself beating up somebody? Nobody? Okay, well, I'm, I'm not, we got some fighters in the room. Okay. No. Because meditation is the key to manifestation. Watch Joshua, look in chapter 1, look in verse 8. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. He says, I need you to declare what God's word says. And then he says, and you shall meditate therein. How long? Day and night. In other words... The way we think should be nothing but what God's word says about us. And then he says, when you meditate on it day and night and you do what it says, watch what he says. He says, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. In other words, when God begins to prophetically say something, we have to meditate on what he said. So here's your assignment this week. See yourself fasting for the day instead of seeing yourself hungry. Because, see, that's most, most of y'all seeing yourself hungry. See, he right now, he's down out here talking, think, probably thinking about a Burger King burger or something. My wife had me get up at 110 in the morning. I am not lying. God is my witness. Talking about she wanted a baked potato from Wendy's and uh, a chicken sandwich. I was like... Babe, I don't know if Wendy's open. Please. 
I got up out of my bed. It was 19 degrees. Went outside, got in my car, drove down to Wendy's. Wendy's was closed. But you think I'm going to let myself get out of my bed and still not come back with something? I went down to McDonald's, ordered a special chicken sandwich that took seven minutes. They didn't have no baked potatoes, so we got some baked potatoes cut up like called french fries. I took that food home and I said to myself, she better not be asleep when I get there. I get in the room, she laid out with the remote in her hand. I said, well, God bless her soul. I put that sack down, but it called, you know that wrinkling sound that a sack make? As soon as that wrinkle sound came, I promise you, I thought I picked her up from Ethiopia somewhere. That girl ate that sandwich like this. She meditated on that sandwich. And I was not going to let what she meditated on fall to the ground. Well, if me being an evil, natural man know how to give a good sandwich to my wife, how much more should your heavenly father give you what you want? He's going to expand, He's going to expand you. He's gonna, I declare in Jesus' name that you will see manifestation of expansion in your life that your income is going to go up your watch this your address is going to change I see some new houses in this room right now I see some new cars coming I see some new bosses coming because your job is going to change I see some people going to school I see some debt being supernaturally paid off and Lord I declare this is going to happen because you're not a man that you should lie and we decree it and we believe it. And it's in Jesus' name. If you believe that, just give the Lord a hand clap right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With every head bowed right there.